Hello, friends. It's Ann West, Executive Director of the Island Health and Wellness Foundation, and we are back with another episode of the Just for the Health of It podcast. The following is a conversation that I had with Hancock County Sheriff Scott Kane. Today's discussion is going to focus on a very unique and valuable service that his office offers called the Wanderers Program. As usual, nothing we say today is intended to serve as any sort of medical or healthcare advice. It's just for educational purposes. So with that, welcome Sheriff Kane. Can you tell my listeners a little more about the Wanderers Program? Certainly, and good morning, Ann. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. The Wanderers Program is really uh, a program that is designed to assist families, people, uh, if they have a person, a family member, or a friend that may have a medical condition that would cause them to wander off, uh, whether it's dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, any number of, of diagnosis that would cause a person or that possible that they could wander off, that this assists law enforcement by giving us information if they call and say, hey, look, my dad has walked away. I, I don't know where he was. He's gone in his car and those types of things. So it's really just a preemptive strike by us to have information available so that if, and God forbid, that phone call comes, we're already half a step ahead of the ballgame. That is great. How did the program get started? I was made aware of it when I first became sheriff, uh, speaking with Sheriff Morton in Penobscot County. He was implementing it. And he put me in touch with the chief of police in Belfast at the time. <clears throat> and I went over and I met with the chief and he explained to me how the program worked over there. They implemented it because they had a young man that was autistic uh, and the young man had walked away. And my understanding of one of the things uh, that happened many times with autistic is they go towards water. And they were, uh, unfortunately, it was a sad ending in this situation that, that the young man uh, did get to water and unfortunately drowned and passed away. So they started that program. And I don't think they originally started it, but they had heard about the program and they implemented it in Belfast. So he gave me the information on how that worked. And I said, you know, I think I can, I, I can implement that here and share that with the other chiefs in Hancock County. All the other police chiefs in Hancock County we're all aware of this. We are all on the same uh, reporting system so that um, if somebody wanders away from Mount Desert Island, for example, they can go on and access this file and find that person's name if we have it and find out important information to help us find them. Excellent. And I think um, we're all thinking about this right now because you can't drive down the road without seeing a poster um, on someone's lawn about the young man that's missing from Bangor that has ties to this area. And I think at this point, he's been missing since June and his family is, is in law enforcement are doing an excellent job of following up on leads and trying to find him. But it is one of those situations where he may not be able to speak for himself. And there are certain ways that he should be approached or not approached in this case. Um, and all of that is important to be aware of in order to successfully, hopefully bring him home at some point. So speaking of that, what kinds of information does the client wandering database intake form ask for? We are looking obviously for the person's name, 
We're looking to see if they have any nicknames or anything that they go by. Uh, you know, they, they may have, uh, you know, they may name maybe John Doe and they have a nickname Peanut, for example. Right, like exactly. All, all of that information, we want their date of birth. We want their physical characteristics, their height, their weight, their eye color, their hair color, those types of things. Do they have any scars or tattoos that can identify them? Uh, we want to know, uh, do they have any things that would make it difficult or that they're afraid of law enforcement? Are they afraid of uniforms? Are they afraid of, of, of uh, first responders or those types of things? So anything that we feel uh, may be a detriment to us helping to find that person, we need that information. And this information goes into our database. We have a crime reporting system here at the Sheriff's Office that we've had in place for over 30 years. And we've got over 175,000 names in there that we've collected over the years. So if I'm looking, for example, Scott Kane, I can type Scott Kane's name in there and it pops up and we can see any time that we dealt with Scott Kane, anything that was an incident that was reported uh, that he was lost or that he reported a complaint or all that information is in there. So that information is at our fingertips. So if a person calls up and said, oh, Scott Kane has wandered away, we need to find him. Can you help us? We can bring that up. And this information will all be in there. We know that he's five foot 10. We know that he weighs 200 pounds. We know that he's right-handed. We know that uh, he's not afraid of law enforcement and all that kind of stuff. We can relay that to the dispatchers, um, excuse me, the dispatchers can relay that to the deputies that are doing the searching. And that's just information right ahead of time. And the other things we put in there, particularly if it comes to autism, is that there are any things that trigger you know, them to run, anything to, for them to become combative and that types of thing. So that's very, very important to know that stuff too, if you're looking for somebody that has, has that condition. Absolutely. The other thing that really impressed me is that with the intake form, the um, person who fills it out is asked to submit a picture of the individual. Because sometimes I, it feels like we take pictures all the time now because we all have phones and things. But when you stop and think about it, how many of them are good pictures that are really focused on the person's appearance, um, where you're really thinking about like a passport photo or something where you're seeing the face very clearly, the upper body. Um, we don't have a lot of those photos. So if, if someone goes missing and you're flipping through your phone trying to find a relevant picture, you may go back two or three years before you find a picture that really works. So having this database and having that very focused picture in there that really shows the person's features could go a long way in order for an officer or someone else to be able to identify them. Absolutely, because you know the officers may get a name of a person. They say, well, gee, I know that name, uh, but boy, I can't put a picture to, you know, to the face. Yes. And you get a picture and they go, I saw them yesterday down at the local convenience store or something at around two o'clock. So again, the, as much information as we can get, the more helpful it is for us to help try to find that person. Absolutely. So if someone is listening to this podcast, why would you say that it's important for if they have someone in their life who has autism, diabetes, Alzheimer's or dementia, why is it important that they get that person registered in the database? It's important because it gives law enforcement the opportunity to do something. Now, some people may be listening to saying, uh, geez, I don't want to know who the heck has this information. 
law enforcement, period. They're the only people that has this information. The only thing that this is used for is for identifi identification or for search purposes. So if, if that's your concern, please take that out of your mind. And it just gives us that half a step that maybe we could see, you know, that may come across, you know, all, of, all the officers have laptops, mobile data terminals in their cruises. So the dispatcher could send out and say, Scott Kane's lost and send a picture. But well, you know, one of the patrolmen might be just going out the Surrey Road and say, well, gee, I just saw him walking 10 minutes ago. You know, so all of that information we have and with the technology that's available now, the fact that we have the ability to get that information out quickly and get it out to a lot of people. Absolutely. And we live in a state with extreme weather. Uh, and so it, there's really not a good time of year for anyone to go missing. But I think of especially this time of year and how quickly someone who wandered, who probably chances are if they wandered, are not dressed appropriately for the weather, how quickly that could result in some sort of tragedy. So the faster that this information can get disseminated, the quicker that they can be found and hopefully the less exposure to weather or um, you know, dehydration or anything that comes with someone who wanders away. So you spoke of it a little bit, but um, how does law enforcement use that information to locate a missing individual? So let's say that I'm in the database and I wander and my husband calls and reports that I'm missing or that I've wandered. What happens then? We immediately, that phone call would go to dispatch. Dispatch would bring that person's name up in the names file and there, there would be a notice on there. It would be highlighted saying this person's a wanderer or say autistic or whatever, which would alert dispatch to share that information with the patrolman. And that goes out to every, every law enforcement in Hancock County. You know, I, I have two computer screens in my office. I have one that I do with my work on, but I also have one which has what they call the CAD system. That's computer-aided dispatch. And every complaint, I can monitor that constantly. And that if a complaint goes out saying there's a missing person, I can see that that went out to Ellsworth, it went out to MDI, it went out to the Sheriff's Office, it went out to Buffalo PD. So you've immediately covered Hancock County with that information. And we can share that information uh, with uh, the news media. You know, and if there's some information you, that the person doesn't want shared, you can highlight that on the form you make out. Say, no, please don't share this information with anybody other than law enforcement. And we wouldn't do that. So it's just information is knowledge. I mean, isn't that the old saying? And the more information Absolutely. you have about someone that may have a medical condition uh, that may, may end up in a dangerous situation, the, the better off we are trying to help find them. And I think that's so important that... <clears throat> Because honestly, you and I had a conversation offline um, about the fact that I feel like I've seen a lot more notices lately about missing people in the media. And it was just kind of anecdotal and us talking about it. But now, as of this morning, on, I checked Bangor Daily News online, and there's an article about the fact <coughs> that it seems like there's more missing people lately. Um, so apparently, it wasn't just me having that feeling. Um, I feel like almost daily there's a silver alert of some kind where an older vulnerable person has gone missing for one reason or another. And a lot of times it's 
ends up being because they wander. Um, so it, I think this information getting out at this point, it, it's coming at a good time because it seems like everyone is taking notice of the fact that we're seeing an increase in the number of people wandering. And we, we you know, we're linked into systems around, around the state that we can share that information with other law enforcement agencies around the state. For example, let's say that this person likes to <clears throat> drive in the woods and very fond of being on the Golden Road. Well, obviously the Golden Road is, is not in Hancock County. We can take this information and, and immediately send it to agencies in Penobscot County um, that, you know, Millinocket, State Police on the interstate, uh, Penobscot SO, all those kind of things. And they instantly have that same information and they may say, well, gee whiz, that's the blue Dodge pickup we're looking for right there. So it's just, it's just a service that I think is very, very necessary. And if, if you know, there's no, we're not forcing anybody to do it, but I, I wanted to let people know that it's there. Well, there's and no I think cost it's- to it. The information yeah. does not go to anybody other than law enforcement. And I think that's so important because as I think about other issues, like the number of nursing homes that are closing, people are ending up in facilities much farther from their houses. And there may be that need in their mind to get back to the familiar or what they know. And so it could end up in terms of wandering, covering a much larger distance, because if you have someone in a facility, let's say they lived on the island, our island, their whole lives, but they end up in a facility in Lincoln, if they wander, they may be trying to get back to the island. So having that connection between law enforcement and that communication would be so important and a Absolutely. program like this, super valuable. So how do people request the intake form so that they could fill it out and submit the photo? We have them here in the office. Um, you and I have spoken in and I'll get some to you so that you can have them down at the medical center. Uh, if they need one, they can call the sheriff's office and ask for me right now because this is really you know seven or eight years ago when we talked about this program when we first took it on we did some media work with it and now we're kind of reintroducing it um so contact me and i'll make sure that uh, that gets to you either we'll drop it in the mail or i'll have a patrolman drop it off or whatever and uh, we'll get that information in the last system and hopefully god forbid we ever have to use it but if we need it it's, it's there excellent and i'll add to that that if anyone um, on the island gets a form and is having any trouble filling it out or getting the picture, please reach out to me and I'll put my information in the show notes as well, because we can help you get a picture that um, will work in terms of putting it into the database and into the file. I can help you with the form. Um, we can We can do our best to get it filled out as completely as possible so that if it is needed in the future, it will be there. And I am more than happy to help anyone that needs that. So Sheriff Kane, please take back to all of your um, officers, everyone that you work with in the sheriff's office, how thankful we are for all that you do, not just this program, but also keeping us safe day in and day out. We really appreciate it. I appreciate you giving me this time today. I'm not going to leave you, though, without asking our normal end of podcast question. And that is, what is bringing you joy right now? Oh, I guess um, I was recently reelected for my third term. Now, there are days that if you ask me, I say, yeah, I'm happy about that. And then there are days I go, what's wrong with you? I, I, I thought, <laughs> you know, 
know what's wrong with you. You, you need to be examined yourself. But uh, my wife and I have a, a new puppy, and I say a new puppy. We've had him since July. Uh, he's an English bulldog. He's the third bulldog that I've had. And if you've ever had a bulldog, with all due respect to any pet that you have, they are unique and they are just, they're a special creature. And um, I, we get so much enjoyment out of him uh, and hopefully he gets some enjoyment out of us. But really, you know, I'm at the point in my career, law enforcement wise and in my life age wise and that kind of, you know, little things like that, you know, make me happy. It's peaceful and quiet, I go home. I've never had a dog that wasn't happy to see me when I get home. And again, if you have never had to see a bulldog, when you get home, and they wiggle all over. They, you think, how can you move like that? How can you do that? And that always puts a smile on my face when I get home. I love that. And I also selfishly love it because our family got a puppy at the same time. And you have proved to be a wonderful support for the days when um, we all get overwhelmed with the idea of being puppy parents because um, they're wonderful, amazing things. But man, do they need a lot of training. So <laughs> yes, we have, we are on the journey together since July. Um, our puppy is, is not a bulldog, but definitely, definitely challenging and loving and wonderful. So thank you so much, Sheriff Kane. Again, please take the thank you back to your crew and we will talk again soon. We will, Ann. Take care and be safe. Thank you. Thanks.